to the Seeking Veganism podcast. My name is Jess and I'm excited for this episode. I interviewed my client, Amanda. She is one of my group coaching clients and honestly, this girl is absolutely amazing. She started with me two months ago, is crushing every single little thing. And the most interesting part, I think, is that she's actually a trainer herself. You know, she is, you know, teaching clients how to work out. She's a Pilates instructor and a ballet instructor as well, which I think is very interesting. And so we talk about that, also her journey to veganism because she fully became vegan with the program, with my coaching program. And we also talk about the power of community and how amazing it is to connect with girls from all around the world that are in a very similar journey to support each other, you know, share wins. And yeah, basically that is it. We talked about a lot. It was awesome to talk to you, Amanda, if you're listening to this. And guys, I'm sure you will love this one. So enjoy. All right. Well, I'm Amanda and I'm from New York. So I'm from the United States. And currently I am a student going to school for physical therapy. And then in the meantime, I'm also uh, personal training. I do fitness in, um, classes. I'm a group instructor. So I teach like bar, Pilates, all that fun stuff. And yeah, that's about it. Like I spend most of my time just studying and free time. I'm outdoors trying to walk around, get some physical activity when possible. Awesome. I love that, you know, it's funny that you're also a fitness trainer and, you know, you still decide to teach on my program. Obviously, of course, mainly because of the diet, um, but you're still, you know, doing, doing my workouts as well. I'm curious to know, like, did you have to do um, certifications for certain classes that you were doing or was it kind of a thing that came, you know, along? So I am certified in Pilates. There's different types of it. So it's like um, mat Pilates. Then there's a couple of machines that we use, apparatuses. So um, reformer and all of that. So I'm certified in Pilates. But when I got into bar, um, I've just been dancing my entire life. So I kind of just was taking bar classes. And then the instructor was like, do you want to teach this? And I was like, oh, you know, I do, but I don't have any training. Um, so I just jumped right in. But with your like workouts that you assign us, it's so funny because I know what I need to do to be physically active and get stronger. But if someone's not there, like how you have everything listed out for me, if someone's not there telling me do that extra rep, get to 15 reps. If I was on my own, I would be like feeling eight and be like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to do any more. So I think just the accountability of having what you laid out for me is so important because like I said, I know what to do, but when I'm on my own without someone pushing me, I'm not going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, I've had a couple of trainers also reach out to me like you. So of course, like the first, like, you know, the first uh, thought that I was like, okay, are they going to test me? Like, you know, kind <laughs> of has the knowledge. So I was like a little worried that you were going to like be bored with my workouts, but we click, like, I quickly realized, okay, I have, you know, different uh, levels. And so I designed this like a little bit of a harder workout. And I was like, hey, this is going to be really good for Amanda. You know, she's <laughs> really fit. So I'm going to kill her with my workout. Um, and so now you do only work out at home, right? With, uh, with equipment that you have at home. Yeah, gyms are actually opening up on Monday with like lots of guidelines. Like we still have to wear our masks in the gym. So I'll probably continue doing workouts at home anyways, just because I've kind of just gotten the flow of it already. I've been here for two months doing it. So I'll probably stay with the equipment I have. Um, but when I feel like I need to amp it up, I will head over to the gym with 
my phone and your workouts. Yes. Yes. Can you, can you tell us more about like your experience with working out from home? Because a lot of people are, you know, they think they cannot see the great or they cannot see any results when they only work out at home with a bit of equipment. But I mean, you've proven it otherwise. You're like super toned at this point. So can you tell us like more about it, how that experience was? And if it's actually true that you have to go to the gym? I don't think you have to go to the gym at all. So for me, when I first started with you, I had eight pound dumbbells and three pound dumbbells. That was about it. And then you suggested I got bands. So I grabbed the booty bands. So for the lower body, and those were the only three pieces of equipment I was using at first. And I was seeing results, no problem. And then now as I progressed, I added the kettlebell, which I ordered right online. It was like $25 US dollars. So it wasn't breaking the bank. And I've added gliders to the workout. And you can use glide. Like people don't think they're like, oh, I don't have this at home. But if you don't have like weights, dumbbells at home, you kind of just have to get creative. So even if I, I only have the 20 pounds as my heaviest, but I actually have found a little trick. If I use a book bag for school and I just load it up with textbooks because I'm a student, so I have tons of them, I can get like 45 pounds right at home without spending the money. So you just gotta be creative. And my own, like my only other little thing is I have a, like a special area that I've sectioned off to where I work out because I think if you have that space, it's like, okay, I'm going to quote unquote the gym. Like I'm going to that spot of my house to work out and it gets you in the right mindset. Like mine's in like a little nook um, behind my family room. So it's, I'm not distracted with other things. I put my dog in the, in a different room. So I'm, I'm like fully focused on my own workout as if I were in the gym. I pop my earbuds in and get in my zone. So I, I don't think it's the atmosphere that you need as long as you, you know that you want to dedicate the hour to yourself or like two hours, whatever you use to work out. I love that. I think it's, it's awesome to hear that also, of course, from a fitness trainer that you're able to do workouts and be creative. I love that idea with the books because sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have weights, you know, whatever, I'm not going to work out. And I think especially during the quarantine time, a lot of people were like this. And I was like, why don't you even try? You know, it's like yeah. you have so much stuff at home, I'm sure. And I love that you've like become so creative with, with that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Also, just want to quickly touch on You said you danced your entire life. What kind of dance was it? Oh, I did all of it. So ballet was my favorite. I did ballet, point, modern, tap, jazz. I started at four years old and I did it through college too. So I did it till about 24. So 20 years of my life. And then, oh, and then I stopped and I just now do it like just regularly in my house. <laughs> when okay. a good song comes on. That's amazing. I love that. Super fit right here. <laughs> yeah. And actually, one of my favorite experiences is I... After I stopped dancing myself, I became a dance instructor for children. Actually, it's not even just children. It was children through adults with developmental disabilities. So if they had Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, I was a teacher for them for two years. And that was so cute to get them physically active in a fun way. So they didn't realize that they were working out. And uh, I love that. it was That's so, so fun. Nice. That's so nice. I love like what you, what you're doing. It's like using your like uh, your expertise in a good way and helping others. And I think that's so beautiful. And I think so many of us should do that more often to like use what we already can do um, and use like the expertise or it's not only about money, right? It's about just like really helping other people in that kind of way. And I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, it was funny. So mine was just, I was volunteering my time. And I remember when I was doing it, my boyfriend was saying at the time, he's like, oh, like you're, what do you say? Like, you're dedicating all this time for free. And I was like, well, it's not for free. Like I'm getting something out of it too. Just that experience of working with people and having those precious moments with them. So if you, it's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's so, so nice. Such a good person you are, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I try. (laughs) Of course. Um, So, so even though you are a fitness trainer, there was a point where you're like, okay, I'm not really 100% happy with myself, right? And that was the point where you reached out to me like, hey, you know, I saw your program uh, and you wanted to hear more about it. Also, of course, the vegan aspect, the nutrition aspect. Um, So yeah, can you tell us more about why you have decided to reach out to me in the first place and, you know, what made you like ultimately also decide to join the program? Yeah, so... I mean, as we were just saying, I was fit my entire young life. And then I got to a point where I would just see myself in the mirror and I started slowly adding on pounds after pound. And I would just tell myself, like, this is just you getting older, like your body makes changes, which it does. But I thought to myself, like, I think this is just what happens. I can't, I don't have any control over it. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up seeing on your Instagram and you posted Um, one of your client's testimonials where she had a side-by-side comparison of her results. And I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, if this girl can put in the result, the work and see those results, like what can I do? So that's when I reached out to you thinking it's time for me to start making changes to my body. Like it doesn't, I don't have to live this way with being unhappy every time I look in the mirror. So that's when I ultimately reached out to you. And actually, I don't even know if you knew this. When I reached out to you, um, I was actually like on your website. And as I was on your website, I get a little notification from you saying, hey, can I ask you a fitness question? And I was like, oh, I'm so glad you did. Like I was actually creeping on you at the exact moment. So it was perfect. It was like a little sign that I was like, yep, I got to do this. <laughs> that is so, so funny. I love that. Yeah, that's sometimes, you know, this is not the first time that I get it. I got it like two to three times already where people were like, I was actually just checking your website and you messaged me in that moment. So (laughs) very, very funny. Um, Definitely. So basically, um, because you're a trainer, like what do you feel was missing um, that you couldn't figure out yourself like where you needed help? Um, There's a lot of things. So definitely the first was the nutrition 100%. I was not fueling my body the correct way. So I was just eating carbs was my main source. So I didn't understand how to fuel myself properly. And the other one was just the lack of accountability. I would go for a run when I felt like it. I would work out if I felt like it. It wasn't as it is now where I set time aside. I look and I'll be like, oh, Monday, I'm going to do this workout. Tuesdays, I'm going to do this. It was kind of just like free flow. Like, "Eh, I guess I'll do this today. Maybe I'll do a squat or two. So it's just like having the accountability and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm telling myself I'm going to do it. So that I did not have before you. Mm-hmm. And what about the nutrition aspect? Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> so I went to school undergrad for exercise science where we actually did get two nutrition classes. One was like an intro to nutrition where you learned about carbohydrates, proteins, fats. And then I had one that was a sports nutrition. So I thought I knew everything I needed to know about nutrition. Yet 
I was using my fitness pal, but I was using it so incorrectly. I was only using the calories. I did not even take a second glance at the macronutrients, which I now realize that's the most important is seeing how many carbohydrates, how many protein, um, grams of protein, how many grams of fat you're eating in a day to really see the results you want. Because even the first couple of days before I joined the program where you asked me like, can you start tracking your normal daily meals? I like took a glance after and majority of my meals were carbohydrates, very, very little protein and fats were, were there as well. But the carbs, I am a carb lover. I love my pastas, but I never thought twice about it. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Um, and this is where, you know, a lot of people struggle with and only pay attention to their calories and think, okay, I mean, Generally, yes, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight, but you will not, you know, shape the body the way that you want it to look like, right? You're going to lose weight. You're probably even going to lose muscle as well. And this is a yeah. lot of times what happens. You do a lot of cardio, you lose muscle, you're in a calorie deficit, and you look at your body and you're like, this is not really the way I want to look like. And this is where macros come into place and also make it sustainable and more satiating, right? Because carbs, like you feel like you're constantly hungry if you load it on carbs, yeah. but Uh, the good thing about it is as well that if you have, you know, the balance, you're still eating pasta today, right? Like you're oh, still gosh, yeah. eating carbs. Yep. <laughs> so and you then, don't, sorry. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. So like, even I realized beforehand, I was eating a lot of processed vegan foods. So like, like those vegan chicken nuggets, I don't know if you have something similar. If you were to ask me before the program, Hey, like, would you eat these chicken nuggets or a bowl of pasta, which is healthier? I would be like, Oh, the chicken nuggets have more protein. And now I'm starting to realize you can make pasta super protein rich. You can make it healthy and sustainable as where the, the vegan chicken nuggets I was downing at like every other day is just so much processed fats and it wasn't, it wasn't sustaining what I wanted, my lifestyle I wanted, but it was so delicious. Yeah. yeah, that's, I think this is also like, When I first went vegan, I kind of did the same thing. I was like so confused and like I was living back then in Barcelona and, you know, uh, there were a lot of like vegan restaurants and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this donut is vegan. I can't believe this burger is vegan. So I was like eating all of the kind of stuff and I was just so happy about it. But at the end of the day, of course, like um, it's not sustainable in the long run, you know, it's, yeah. it's great. Like I still have it once in a while and I always, you know, say like to everyone and also like you, my clients, right, to always enjoy those foods once in a while and have them because we need them as well to like feel happy right but yes. most importantly nutrition is there to fill us up so can you tell us more about like because of course when you dropped my program you weren't fully vegan like you were kind of transitioning between it so can you tell us more about that yeah so i actually eight years ago i was in when i was in college i had a professor i was taking an ethics course so basically it talked about everything you don't really all the topics we don't talk about with each other. So one of them was how animals are treated in slaughterhouses. And he showed us a video of beaking, which if you don't know what it is, don't look it up. But I like, I was a huge chicken nuggets fan. And when I saw this video where basically these poor little chickens were getting their beaks chopped off just to make more room in the cages. That was the last day I ever touched chicken. And then, so I first cut out like chicken, pork, steak, things like that, but I was still eating fish and cheeses and dairy. So I was pescatarian on and off for a couple years. Then I went to vegetarian. Then I went back to pescatarian because I wasn't getting enough protein without 
um, the eating the fish sources. So for eight years on and off, I was just flip-flopping between pescatarian, vegetarian. And then finally, two months ago when I met you, I was, I was like, like dabbling with the idea of just cutting it out completely. But I did, I was doing a lot of research, but I didn't know where and how to start. And I think I told you like on our first call, I was just overwhelmed with all the information and a lot of it was contradictory to each other. So I was just, my mind was boggling. So yeah, when I finally came to you, it was so easy. I, I thought I was going to miss cheese so much. And it's so funny because one, I found a lot of great substitutes um, that uses like nuts and other different um, ingredients as well to make really delicious cheeses. Um, and I don't miss it at all. So I don't know what I'm eating instead, but I'll, I mean, all these meals are so good that I feel like I don't need cheese to add to the flavor. So yeah, so two months and I don't miss it. Like I can go out to restaurants and find food that I like, no problem. That's, that's awesome. I'm very, very happy, you know. We turned you vegan completely at yeah. this time. <laughs> Actually too, I was out with some girlfriends. We, we did go out for some vegan ice cream last night and she's not vegan, not vegetarian. And she saw my post of the progress pictures and she was like, Amanda, I really want to go vegan. So she was asking me like all these questions, really, um, picking my brain and she's so interested now just because we were, we had like a whole, like a heart to heart conversation of like everything. Cause she's been watching documentaries and it was nice to get to talk to her and understand like what she thinks she can't do going vegan when I had those same thoughts two months ago. And here I am. Cause she even said the same thing. She's like, she's like, no, like I can't give up cheese and dairy and eggs there and everything. And I'm like, you can use, so many different other substitutions. Like I found applesauce is really good for eggs and, and tofu things, things I never thought about. You can easily take it out and not even think twice or when you're eating it, you don't really notice a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is one of the biggest arguments a lot of people have about like the cheese, the milk or the dairy products, right. And also the eggs. I feel like this is the, the, the thing that I hear a lot, but we are living in 2020. We have so many options today. Like, honestly, if you say that you cannot give up those things, in my opinion, you're making excuses to not fully do it mm -hmm. because right now you can get anything, literally anything, right? Um, and if you don't live in like a, like a city where you like have those things available, you can order it online. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's so true. Like, don't make excuses. Stop <laughs> those excuses. And I and I love I love that also. You know, the example where uh, your friend asked you about that and saw your progress. Actually, by the way, I got so many followers from your side because of the post that you did. <laughs> there was like so many girls, and like two girls messaged me, um, and one is interested as well in the program. Um, and another girl, uh, she also told me, you know, she messaged me. I didn't reply to her yet, but so funny <laughs> that like so many girls reached out. It's, it's very interesting because it's a good tactic because that's how I found you because I saw someone else's progress and I was like, whoa, okay, I need to do that to myself. So I think seeing other women being able to go through this journey too and they can, they find success, it, it drives you to be like, okay, they can do it, so can I. So I think that's a, yes, yeah, yes, totally. Um, can you tell me like what has been the most challenging part for you? Like not only 
Mm, yeah, you can combine like the program, but also like going vegan. Has there been anything that was really challenging for you in the meantime or in those two months? I, I think just the transition of trying to have more protein intake and figuring out different sources that weren't super full of carbohydrates. That was my biggest challenge because was adjusting my eating habits, um, which were, I was constantly snacking throughout the day because I was eating a lot of carbs. So I felt like I was always hungry. So I think the biggest challenge was when I was on the program, well, when I, since I'm on the program, when I started, um, when I saw you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack, I was like, wait, there's only one snack per day. And, but when I first actually started eating the meals, I was like, oh, I don't even want more than one snack. Like I didn't realize I could be full for hours. So I think that was the biggest challenge mentally was, was trying to figure out, oh, like how can I space out my meals when I'm so used to living and having a life different before this? Um, that was probably the biggest challenge, but now I'm, I've got my rhythm because I was always, I'd wake up at 6, 7 a.m. and I'd eat breakfast right away. And then I would eat so early and then I'd have like a second breakfast, then a snack, then lunch. And then now I'm like, okay, I wait till about 10, 11 to even have my breakfast because I'm so full from having, I have protein before I go to bed, like at night. And yeah, and it's, it works for me. And it's, it's just such a, it's a different, it's a change, but I like it. It was a little bit hard to adjust to in the first couple of weeks, but now I've it's just part of my, my routine and my lifestyle that I don't think twice about it, but it was a little challenging in the beginning. I love that you say that. So would you say, cause of course you're currently in a, in a calorie deficit, right? Um, mm -hmm. Would you say that you experience any hunger with the meals? I'm trying to think, I don't think I, I actually, I know for a fact I did not because a lot of your meals, I couldn't even finish the portion size you gave me. So if it was a day that that happened, I would just seal up like the salads were ginormous. I still only eat like half the portion and, and save it for later. Um, but I didn't find that I was hungry, which I was very surprised. I think maybe within the first week, just because I was adjusting, I may have like been a little bit more hungry in between, but now not at all. I've, my body's adjusted and it's, it's feeling good with it, but maybe the first week just to get used to it. I was a little hungry. That's interesting. Yeah. This is also something that I get a lot. It's, it's this misconception that you have to like be in a very low calorie deficit. You know, you have to starve yourself to lose weight, but actually if you have like what you said, enough protein and you balance out a meal and you have all of it, you know, you have your carbs, your proteins and your fats, like you're less likely to starve because you have everything that your body needs and you're more satiated. That's why the protein, when the protein is higher, you're more satiated. And this is also where, like you said, that you didn't have the need to snack more times in a day because you had enough that your body was needing. So I love that. Yeah. And before your program, I was, like I said, I was using my fitness pal anyways for the calories. And it told me I had to eat 1200 calories a day. Then when I got your meal plan and you were like, you can eat 1500. I was like, wait a minute. This is so exciting. Um, but yeah, like just because the calorie was higher, I was still in a deficit. I'm still losing the weight. I'm eating more. I'm feeling full. It, it work. It works for me. So I was just so excited. <laughs> yes, that is very exciting. I love that. Um, what has like, what have been the biggest changes you, you said, like with ter in terms of your nutrition, but also like in terms of your like physique or energy levels or anything like that, have you experienced any other changes? Oh, 
Yes. So when I, when I first joined the community, I saw a lot of the girls like writing in that they've been meditating, they've been journaling. And I kind of hemmed and hawed and I'm like, that's not for me. I'm not doing it. No way. So one day I just sat down with a pen and paper. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens. And my pen just started flowing and I had all these like feelings and emotions inside. I had no idea. So I would say my mental state has changed completely because I'm now more aware of all like of what my like emotions are and how I'm feeling as before I would kind of just suppress them, keep going on with my day. So now that I'm, I'm, what's the right word is that I'm making, I'm aware of my emotions now. And so my mental state, I'm, I feel a lot more like grateful and thankful for things. Like even at the end of my journal entries, I'll write three things that I'm grateful for. And it's just, just seeing all the other girls do it. And I definitely was so skeptical. Now I'm doing it and I see the change in myself that I'm never going back. I'm going to keep going with journaling. So my mental state has changed just from the nutrition and working out. I do also feel so much more energized in the morning. I, I do have a lot of energy as a normal, just as, as is, but I feel like at night I'm not like crashing or the midday I'm not like slugging around. I'm, I feel good throughout the entire day. And I, I think it's got to be for the nutrition. Also, I've added more vitamins that I wasn't taking prior to um, the program. So just the combination of everything. I have the energy, my mindset, I'm in a great spot. It's, it's really funny because I feel like I'm not, oh, what's, I don't know how to describe it. So before I was happy, but I wasn't, it wasn't as authentic. I would say, but now like following the program, I feel like I am genuinely happy and uh, just, just a whole different person, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it in words, but it's just feeling the difference and seeing the difference in myself is bananas to me. Wow. That is amazing, Amanda. I mean, you, you basically like, hit the spot because a lot of times we think that um you know following a certain nutrition plan or following a training plan is going to make it right and losing specific amount of pounds or looking shredded or whatever you know your goal is and you think that when you achieve this state you're going to be happy but you just said like and you just pro proven it to yourself and to the listeners and to myself as well is that if your mental health is not fully there like you can do whatever you want in terms of nutrition and workouts, but you will never achieve this state of like uh, gratefulness and happiness mm -hmm. and like, pull, like coolness as well, right? Like every time you are in the calls, like you have so much energy, like you have a very, very good energy and aura because you're just like, you can see that, you can sense it through like the call. And I always tell you this and like, when you put in the work, when you really dedicate the time to like meditating, journaling, and really working on your mental health, everything else will come easy. And I think this is like where you've done an awesome job that you, from the beginning, already incorporated that into your daily life next to the nutrition and next to the workouts and didn't only like start with one thing at a time. And this is why you're still on track. Like you, every week, you know, you do all the workouts, your nutrition is on point, you allow yourself to have vegan ice cream still, which I think is awesome, um, you know, and I think this is 
the perfect way, like how you described it, that it's always an overall, like we have to have an overall view on health and it's not only isolating one thing at a time. Yeah, definitely. And I've known girls too, like growing up, especially being in the fitness industry who have the ideal body that I want. But when you get to talk to them, they're not happy. They're not eating. They're eating one meal a day. And it's, there's ways to achieve your goal and do it. I don't want to say the correct way because there's everyone's journey is different, but there's a way to get to your end goal and you get that whole mind, body, spirit, healthiness. Like so that entire, the trifecta, I guess you want to call it, but. Yeah. That's what, it, what also makes me a little sad with like the whole fitness industry and this whole like world or the Instagram world that is out there, you know, where like you portray oh, like so many like influencers have like the perfect body type, you know, where you, mm -hmm. you think like, oh, I want to look like that. Um, and at the end of the day, like, you don't know what's behind it. And so many of them with like millions of followers where, you know, so many girls look up to because they, they aspire to be that way. These girls are so depressed most of the time. You don't like, most of us don't know that, but I like, I have connected to a couple of those and I know that they're not all here. You know, they like, their mind is not on the right track. And that makes me just so sad. And also like the whole fitness industry, like this crazy, like, dieting and like to to the point where you don't even allow your body to rest right that's why i have also like this hormonal health approach where i'm like really okay listen to your body like know where you are in your cycle to like really make sure that you don't overdo yourself because i've done the mistake myself when i work with another coach where i just like i wouldn't allow my body like i wouldn't allow myself to listen to my body because i listen to my coach you know and this is this is the wrong way of doing it if if it's a male coach, especially. And that was the thing that, of course, the male coach is not gonna, you know, be like, oh, you're on a period. I know how that feels, <laughs> you know? You're just gonna be like, push through it, you know, girl. You're just imagining the pain. That's literally what he said to me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was not good. Uh, but I wanted to also talk about the community aspect a little bit. Uh, you're, you know, one of my first clients that is uh, in my group coachings. Um, and you know, for the listeners, like I started with one-on-ones and I transitioned to group coaching because I've seen that it's a very awesome feeling to have the girls connected from, you know, all around the world that are on the same journey. Um, so yeah, I'd like to know, you know, how that has been like the experience for you to be in a community of like vegan ladies from all around the world on the same journey. Oh, it is so nice. It's one, it's, we're really lucky that this is all online because, so I'm from the United States. We've got girls in europe and australia and everyone's on the same journey well their own journeys but we're all on a common journey together and it's nice because when you see someone's social media you see all the positives and happy happy like points in their life but in this community we have girls and like including myself we have like the raw moments where like we have the wednesdays on wednesday so you share your wins and then we have the days where people are like, I'm not motivated to work out. Like, does anyone have suggestions or I'm feeling this way and that way. So you get all like the entire person, you get all like different, you don't just see just their positives. And I think that makes it real. And it makes, and it, it lets me connect to them more, even though these are girls I've never met, I probably will never physically meet them, but it helps me understand like, if I'm feeling this way, someone else is probably feeling this way. And everyone's so amazing about 
sharing like different tips and tricks that they've learned along the way because no matter if you just joined a day ago or you're on week a hundred like we're all in it together and i think that is so oh it's just it's so important to have that um and then it's nice too because with myself like i'm starting to incorporate my own meals and girls will constantly be sharing recipes that and i'll be like oh that looks good let me see what i can do and what i can add to it take away to fit me and it is so helpful that because i would tell anyone like if you're thinking about transitioning or becoming vegan having even just one person like a little support system that you can go to so you're not feeling alone even on those days or especially on those days where you may not be having the results you want you may be gaining some weight and you have someone to talk to about that so you don't feel like a failure and you see this happens to every other girl too and i think that is very important have you ever had like in those group calls have you ever ever had like fear to share something that was going on or do, do you feel like you were able and allowed to like share whatever was going on on your side Oh, no, I think it's a very welcoming, welcoming experience or welcoming atmosphere that the girls are not judgmental because, like I said, we've all had these feelings. So I feel very comfortable if I had a bad day or I was talking about myself bloating the other day. And that's not something I talk to even like my friends about. Like, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, oh, I have a lot of bloating and I, and all that. And just talk about like your menstrual cycles. So you, we talk about topics that you don't always feel comfortable talking to your closest friends and family about. And I, and it's nice to be able to open up and not keep it inside. So I think it's very, it's a great atmosphere where I don't feel uncomfortable to talk about that kind of stuff. And like, even you, the way you actively listen, I know that you're actually taking it in and like spitting back good, like advice and feedback. It's not like you're sitting there and you're like, ah, you're bloating. Okay. Sucks to be you. And so it's nice. You, there's always like something like you always have a suggestion and a way to uh, fix whatever problems going on rather than just like pushing it aside. Love that. Definitely. So um, for anyone that like is a little bit, because of course, a lot of people think, you know, you need to have one on one coaching to have the best kind of results or to, you know, to, I don't know, to get the best uh, support. What would you say to that? Because a lot of people are kind of hesitant when it comes to group coaching. They're like, I'm not gonna really get a lot of help. What is yeah. your that? So I was, that's the, the more popular opinion. And then there was me who I immediately knew, like I wanted the group coaching because I wanted the group of girls to support one another. So yes, if it was one-on-one, -on -one, it's a fantastic experience. You have the coach's full attention. But on the group side of it, like I've never felt like you've lost me within the mix of girls. Like you still know everyone's name, you know everyone's story. So if you are looking for a little bit bigger um, society and a couple more girls sharing their stories, I would say 100% go to the group training. If you're more like I've got XYZ going on and I want just to just focus on me, then the one-on-one -on -one might be better. But I a hundred percent. Like if anyone came to me and asked what my opinion would be, I would sway them a little bit more toward the group just because I love every day, like wait, opening up my messages on Instagram and seeing everyone's wins and everyone's challenges of the day. And it's, it's 
real. It makes everything, it puts everything into perspective for me. And I think the best part is seeing everyone's wins because they're so different. And then just being able to clap for one another and support one another. And I think it's, I like personally having the bigger community. I love that female empowerment, right? I feel like yeah. we need more of like women supporting women. Um, and also, of course, like imagine we have men in the team. It would be not in the team, <laughs> in the community. It would be weird, right? You wouldn't be opening up about your bloating and like your period and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think this is what also makes it, you know, even cooler because like we are all women. We know what everyone is going through and that makes it, you know, even more personal and like doesn't make it weird to share that kind of stuff, I feel. And like I always, of course, felt more comfortable also sharing with another woman than if mm -hmm. I talk to my boyfriend about it. like. He's gonna be like, you weird. You know, if I told him like, hey, I'm PMSing, I'm very, I'm very sad. He's like, then I don't know, eat ice cream. That would help me. And you know, from woman to woman, we are like, we are more likely to like understand each other and know, you know, what feels better. Um, mm -hmm. What would you tell someone that, you know, would want to do the transition into veganism or also would want to live a healthier lifestyle, but you know, let's imagine there's a girl, but she's very scared about it. She's very scared about, you know, what the people might think of her or just the change because change is scary. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that person? The biggest thing that I had to understand for myself first is it's not about perfection. So transitioning over to vegan or veganism, I, I knew that if I tried cutting everything out, cold turkey right then and there. So if I didn't have the eight years of prior experience, of slowly weeding things out, I would have been an immediate failure. I just know that about myself. So I think making small, realistic goals and, and understanding like we're human. So this is one of the things my girlfriend was telling me about who is nervous about eating things with dairy and eggs. And I was like, yeah, so what if you accidentally ate something that had eggs in it you had no idea? Is the world ending? No, because you're making conscious decisions every day following that to help make an impact on animals and consciously not choosing to eat those products or buy those products. So one day, if you made a mistake, that's okay. Like understand, once again, we're human and it's okay to not be perfect. And as long as you're working consistently to the end goal that you want, that's, I mean, you just, it's think of like a little step, step ladder. It's all about the small steps. If you try to make a big jump, you might fall off or you might feel good for the first week, but following that first week, you're going to be like, I, I can't keep doing this. So I know this is one of the things you love, you harp on. And it's, it's important is making the weekly goals and then the, the long-term goals. And I find that super helpful because I write them down and I make a little checkbox. And at the end of the week, I see which ones I hit, which ones I didn't. But when you have those goals, no matter how small, like maybe one day you're like, maybe on Mondays, I'm going to cut out dairy. And it, that's that small little goal. It'll help you in the long run because you feel like it's something you can achieve rather than, all right, I'm cutting out dairy. I'm cutting out meat. I'm cutting out eggs all for the rest of my life. So just make it something that's realistic to you and set yourself up for success is probably my biggest piece of advice. I love that. This is so, so important. Um, I love that you just like always there to write down your goals and you review them. This is so important. And I love how like religiously you follow everything that I share um, because, you know, a lot of times 
after a month or so motivation is gone you're like oh whatever but like we've been in two months you're still going strong you're still doing everything and this is where you know we see the results as well which i think is amazing mm -hmm. um and also what you said like the fear of accidentally eating something that's not vegan you know how much how often it happens to me still still <laughs> happening to me i sometimes don't know or i didn't think about it yeah or you know like in the restaurants they change something and you're like kind of trusting them and then you look at it and you're like wait is that cheese or like that bun has like eggs yeah it happens but what you said like as long as you're consciously trying to make a change each day with your choices Mm -hmm. you're already like so much further than most of society so totally totally agree love that um so amanda last question okay what are your personal health um fitness and yeah actually personal goals as well for you? <laughs> okay so well personal goals well yeah let's go with the health goals first <laughs> so that's easy um I just want to continue on with this journey. So I know I signed up for the four month program, but I want to be able to keep going with this lifestyle, even as I hit, hit, <laughs> I <can't talk. laughs> even as I hit that four month mark. And I think for me, one of my goals is to never just be content. Like I want to keep having something to strive for, whether it be getting stronger, feeling healthier, um, something like that, like maybe have more cardiovascular endurance. Like I always want a goal to reach to, and I never want to get to a point where I'm like, where I was before, where I'm like, well, this is just my body. Now it is what it is. And I want to, I think having something to keep going for, and it's going to keep, keep you motivated and keep you wanting to keep yourself healthy. And I know like for my mom, we have a ton of little, I have little, little nieces and nephews. And when she saw me on the program, she had kind of like side-eyed me and was like, so what are you eating today? Can you make us like a double batch? Because she has little grandkids that she wants to continue to be around for. And I don't know if you've seen all my messages in the group that my parents would eat pizza like multiple times a week and get takeout. So once I was making the change, my mom was like, hmm. <laughs> and so those are my health goals is to keep, keep myself as healthy as possible. I wanna live to be 100, 105. I've seen yoga instructors who are 90 still practicing and that's who I look up to be. Um, as for personal goals, like I'm in school right now for physical therapy. And so I just want to graduate this year, hopefully with COVID it'll work out. Um, but yeah, just being able to graduate, get a job and yeah, and just keep going on this healthy lifestyle. That's, that's all I want for myself. Love it. This is amazing. I also love that you want to become the person that other people look up to. And I like, hey, Amanda's doing absolutely amazing. You already have those people now, <laughs> but like you still want to continue this journey. And like you're going to be that person everyone's going to look up to. And I think this is like the, the best kind of activism as well, you know, health mm -hmm. and vegan activism, because you're showing the world like, hey, I look and feel awesome. And so more and more people are going to be like, Amanda, what's your secret? I want to do that too. I think that's beautiful. Of course, you know, with the activism, you're always going to have when it comes to veganism, you're going to have like extremes, you know, when they try to show you like yeah. horrible pictures, you know, and for some people that works, some people are even more scared of that and are like, beans are crazy. And for some people, this works, you know, it's like yeah. showing the world like, hey, I look and feel awesome. What's the secret? And that's probably your cat right there, right? That was my dog. Yep. <laughs> or your dog. Yep. He just shook his collar. He was sleeping. So I was, I was thankful we made it this long. <laughs> Very sweet. 
Um, all right, loving it, Amanda. Are there any last words, anything that we didn't talk about that you still wanted to really mention this call today? Or did we cover one, it all? One thing that I would say that one of my girlfriends mentioned that's helped her, and actually it's helped me as well, is if you're interested, and you may not even be thinking of veganism at this point, but you're just interested in maybe steps to being vegetarian or pescatarian, is just to find resources. There's tons of things out there, documentaries, books, and feel free to just like read, read anything, reach out to anyone who may have resources. And I think educating yourself is the most important part. Um, I know for me that that's helped me because even when I, I, well, cause I don't even think about going back to my lifestyle before, but that's because I have all this knowledge now that I'm not even thinking about it. So I would just say educate yourselves because everyone knows like the first time you say like, I'm going to be vegetarian, I'm going to be vegan. The first thing people say is, what about protein? And mm -hmm. so if you're educating yourself and you know how to properly fuel, uh, reach out to people who've been through the journey like yourself. And that's probably going to be your best way to get to your end destination where you want to end up being. So true. Oh my God. That is such valuable information. Uh, because I remember when I first went vegan and I didn't know these things, I looked like uh, you know, I'm not really sure how to tell you. And then of course, like you're always going to have 10 against one. That's kind of how it is, especially yeah. like today still, unfortunately, one day maybe it's going to be different, but, um, and then you're just like, uh, I'm not really sure about the fact. So have your facts clear, you know, mm -hmm. whenever someone asks you, you exactly know what you, you know, tell them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can have a conversation with them, you know, not an argument, but more of a conversation. That's also very important. And also I feel like what, what is important to not judge others by their choices because a lot of people are scared when they're around the vegan and they're like oh mm -hmm. but i don't eat that much meat like don't judge them be open you know accept it and you know if they want to hear tell them if they don't want to hear you don't have to tell them exactly and i always think to myself because one i was in their shoes i was eating downing chicken nuggets like there was no tomorrow like i've been there i ate meat you don't have to feel uncomfortable around me I'm just here if you have questions or if you want to know more about my lifestyle, I'm not going to look at you and be like, oh, you're eating a chicken nugget. Come on. Like, because I've been there and I understand how it tastes delightful. Um, but just where my life is taking me now, it's just not in my path. And so, yeah, like if you're on, if, if there's no need to feel uncomfortable around us, like we're not judging you. We're probably the most like non-judgmental people. Um, but yeah. Love that. Amazing, Amanda. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thanks for interviewing me and having me on. It was so much fun. <laughs> that is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this one. And until next time.